0: Welcome to the 29th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. As I record this, the temperature here in Minnesota is well below freezing, and the forecast calls for the mercury to hover below the zero-degree mark by weeks in but in the western Minnesota town of Milan, an 18-by-24-foot island of summer is confounding the weather forecast by producing fresh, green vegetables for 15 families. Carol Ford and Chuck Weibel have developed a passive solar greenhouse on the site of an old garage. It's low-tech, but the thinking that went into the greenhouse is anything but simple. They have combined engineering, thermodynamics, and innovative organic vegetable production techniques to create a winter garden, amongst thousands of acres of frozen corn and soybean fields. Greenhouse vegetable production is nothing new, but the design, operation, and low-input nature of this one is fairly unique. Through the help of a clever system that utilizes heat-storing rocks and fans, the greenhouse produces these vegetables almost entirely without the benefit of supplemental gas heat. Ford estimates that last year they used about $50 worth of propane to heat the greenhouse during unusually long stretches of cloudy weather. The greenhouse also grows vegetables without artificial lighting. Ford and Weibel are in the second season as a winter community-supported agriculture operation. Like a traditional CSA operation, Garden Goddess, as our operation is called, sells subscriptions to consumers. In return, they provide a weekly delivery of fresh, organic produce. But that's where the similarities end. Garden Goddess is starting its season in the fall, just as most other vegetable operations are shutting down for the year. They started the Winter CSA after taking the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings course. Through the course, the gardeners learned how to research and create the kinds of information networks needed to develop an enterprise that is breaking new ground. They also learned how to create a business plan that would make it possible for a completely off-the-wall proposal to be taken seriously by lenders. On a recent winter night, with prairie winds blowing in more snow, Ford gave me a tour of the Garden Goddess greenhouse. Well, here we are. we're in western Minnesota, we're in Milan, and uh, we're at Carol Ford's greenhouse here. I guess this is called what we call a, a cold greenhouse rather than a hot greenhouse. It's about 20 degrees. We're in um, uh, uh, getting towards the middle of January, towards the end of January, actually. It's snowing tonight. We're inside this place, and even though we don't have a heater going, it's 50 degrees inside here. And so, Carol, maybe you could describe a little bit why I'm not looking at a bunch of dead, frozen greens here, but I'm actually looking at line after line of beautiful greens that are just doing fabulous here in the middle of winter.
1: Well, it's magic, Brian. That's (laughs) what it is. Um, Actually, it's a lot of research. We decided to put the best... um, components that we learned about for a passive solar greenhouse into this structure. So it has from the ground up, um, it's got a four foot uh, block foundation with you know the blue stiff uh, insulating foam on the inside of that. that goes down four feet. Um, that bottom two feet of that excavated stuff is rock. And it has um, perforated tile that runs through it. And then above that is the soil. Now, that perforated tile is connected to pipe that goes up to the peak of the greenhouse. And when that peak area gets to 70 degrees, there are fans that kick in. So it sucks that warm peak air that would otherwise be wasted down into that rock bed below the soil. And it helps keep the soil warmer. This soil never freezes. In fact, it never gets below 50 degrees, the soil. Wow. And also the back of the greenhouse, the, the north wall, and half of the sides on the east and west are heavily insulated and solid. And the front part is um, twin wall polycarbonate, And it's made, and (laughs) my husband Chuck could tell you the degree angle of it. It's quite an angle, sharp angle. Yeah, it's it's made for Uh midwinter to allow the maximum amount of sun in based on the angle of the sun at that time of year. So we get the most sun when we need it the most. Uh We also have some water barrels that are along the back wall. They gather warmth during the day and then slowly release it at night. They help moderate the temperature in here as well. And as a backup, if it ever gets down below 40 degrees, we have a little propane heater that kicks in.
0: Now, to to the typical person who's familiar with a greenhouse, the way that this differs is, maybe your typical what you would call a warm greenhouse is you're actually w- trying to warm that air as much as possible, mm-hmm. whereas you're relying on warming the soil and then letting the you, physics take place or you know, right. whatever you call it <laughs> where and having the air yeah. rise. And so that's the main difference that we're looking at, I guess, is you're, that's, you feel that's more efficient to warm that soil rather than just trying to warm a huge, big area full of air.
1: That's what the research told me and how it's, it's ended up panning out in here is that as long as we can keep the soil warmer, the air temperature can be cooler and we still get the same amount of production. But that also takes into account um, selecting varieties that are cold tolerant. I mean, we're not growing tomatoes in here. Mm-hmm. We're growing broccoli and pak choy and all kinds of different greens.
0: Yeah, give us a little bit of what well, we're looking at. Well, just to. People can't see this, but we've got rain gutters hanging <laughs> from the roof here. And we've got some stuff growing on the ground, but we've got. Um, Uh, Just give us a little bit of a uh, laundry list of what we we got grown here. It's like it's like well, you were describing it before. You got like tubes of chia pets all across this thing. (laughs) It's just amazing to see, and we got snow falling outside, so it's quite a contrast. So give us a little bit of a list what we got grown here. This is January twenty third right now.
1: There's a lot of different greens in here. Um, This one right in front of you is arugula. A lot of people are probably familiar with that one here. Try that. It's not as fierce as you think. Like in the summertime. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, because when they mm. grow here in the winter, everything's milder, so you can grow yes. more bitter greens, but they're not as intense. Mm. Um, this, is, uh, this one right here is cress, so it's here, I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and peppery, isn't it? Oh. Isn't that great? Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. Um, this one, it's kind of a spoon shape, very dark green and very succulent looking. This, we have a lot of Asian greens in here because they all happen to be pretty cold-tolerant. Okay. This one's called tatsoi. Kind of like spinach, but with a little more zip to oh, it. Yeah. 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 And then um, I do grow a lot of different kinds of mustards. This one over here is called mizuna.
0: kind of looks like a dandelion-type leaf. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: And, and it has, mizuna has different varieties that are different shapes. Mm-hmm. But again, you can tell that it's not... As fierce as you'd think a mustard yeah, green would be. Yeah. Okay, walk this way with me, dear. Right. This one with the little heart-shaped leaves, that one's called Claytonia. That's a very mild green. So people who have little kids like to have this one. Yeah. After the first cutting, the leaves that come back are even more pronounced in the heart shape, and they get a little flower at the base where the leaf meets the stem, and it's all edible. Hmm. So that one looks real fancy. Um, I've got some spinach growing here. I've got, now there's a cool one back there. Can you see the stuff that looks like grass? Yeah. yeah that, one, that, earlier today. that one's called Minutina. Huh. And at first people get a little freaked out, you know, by it because they think, why is there grass in my salad, yeah. you know? But, yeah, it's actually a green that grows. Now the one above it, I'm going to go pick one of those for okay. you, okay? Because this one's one of my favorites. This one is red Russian kale. Look uh-huh. at that leaf. It's, it's got like a purple stem. Yeah. And it's a nice, beefy kind of... Leaf on that baby. Doesn't that taste good? Don't you feel like you're really eating something? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other really fun one for color is the bull's blood beets. Mm. And they they get deeper in color the colder it is. So these guys are like rubies. I mean, and and yet they taste. I mean, they've got that beet taste, but it's yeah. kind of mild.
0: And it's nice to have something other than something green in here. It's, it's
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I've also got the ones down there are mustard greens, and that's a that's a red um, Asian mustard. They both are. Yeah. And then the one above that is the one I told you about before. The funky. Um, it's called Vitamin Green, oh, right. which is a terrible name yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, who would eat that? But they're actually here. I'll grab one. See how much bigger it's like tatsoi, but the leaf is much bigger. Wow. Isn't that yeah. nice? And it's got great color. Um, I've got just some, you know, mixed lettuces back over there. Uh-huh. And there's more arugula. There's a lot of arugula in here right now. Um, but my shareholders really like it. Yeah. So, and it, it does very well this time of year. And I can get three or four cuttings off of that before I need to replant it. And you can see by these baby greens here how fast they come back. Yeah. These are just a week old. No kidding. Yeah. And they'll be they'll be ready to put out by the end of this week.
0: And give us a little bit of a rundown of your season. You're you're putting this stuff in in the fall? Is it like October? And then you go to when?
1: The CSA deliveries run from mid-October to mid-April. Okay. So I'm planting in here in September. And there's also in the beds here, we've got, um, in the ground beds, we've got broccoli and pak choi, Chinese cabbage, mosh, and um, kohlrabi, and some renegade arugula that fell out of one of the planters. <laughs> Look at that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing there? Okay. Um, and there's also, um, this weekend I'll be pr- planting some radishes in here too.
0: So just when everybody else is putting the gardens to bed for the year, you're you're when, you're firing up.
1: That's when I'm getting started, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And we just we're planting almost every week, filling up these these hanging planters, mm-hmm. um, and then as they get worn out, we rotate them out and and bring in these new ones. So there's right now we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine planters ready to go in, and these um, soil blocks have more pak choy in them so they'll be going in in a couple of weeks i like to let them stay on heating pads for a little bit longer it seems to help them get a good start in the soil once they go in
0: um we had talked a little bit earlier about how this is really a unique system you had to do a lot of research and your partner chuck did a lot of research he had a lot of books on solar stuff from the 70s but also it's new technology and you kind of had to Uh, plow your own path uh, in in making this system here and what you're hoping is to maybe make make this a model that other people could replicate can you talk a little bit about that what what you're trying to hope to do uh, with this maybe a little bit in the future
1: well one of the things that they taught us in that farm beginnings class was you know risk management and it felt safer to me to start something this unique at a small enough size that I wouldn't have to quit my job. Mm-hmm. So um, I am able to keep my full-time job and run this, this greenhouse and this CSA. It's working out pretty good for us as far as that goes. Well, at this point, you know, the, the facility that we have is um, 18 by 24, mm-hmm. and it produces enough greens along with our stored root crops for 10 shares. So that's obviously not something that somebody's going to quit their bank job for. But it does generate income. And so what we're trying to do is create it in such a way that it generates enough income that it could be a viable. Well, there's there's two ways to go. One is that even at this size, it could be a viable component of a diversified farm Mm -hmm. that could maybe even make the difference between whether or not one of the people on that farm has to take a job off the farm or stay on the farm and do this. And that's when it becomes exciting to me because there's nobody I know living on a farm that wouldn't rather be working on the farm. Now, the other one is because of the size of this thing, it has applications even in an urban environment. You know, you could build this thing on top of a building in the city. Mm -hmm. Or you could build it, if you had a good southern exposure, you could build it off a house in the city. The southern exposure is the key thing. You can't have shade. You need all the sun you can get. But, you know, one of these could be built as part of a school or as, as part of a daycare or any other kind of facility. It could be, you know, planted on top of a building that has a restaurant in it. Because what we've found is that people in Minnesota get so excited when they find out that they can eat greens like this, like you and I just ate, right. fresh out of the greenhouse in January. Okay. And you can do it we're doing it it's right here (laughs) more people could do this and that's what i'm really really hoping will happen as we talk about it more and learn about it more and tell people what we're learning in here Mm -hmm. that they can feel confident to try it too that's the part that i want to be able to share
0: what's so what's the coldest it's ever been uh outside and, and you've still been able to produce in here
1: Let's see, I think the coldest it got last winter, um, at one point it was about 10 below. But, you know, quite often in those those January days when it gets that cold, it's a still sunny day. And so in here it'll be 80 degrees. And let me tell you, you grab yourself an iced tea... (laughs) and your summer hat and your t-shirt and you come out and sit in the greenhouse and it's all worth it on that day the whole thing Uh (laughs) it's a real perk a
0: real perk of the job there well i came in here earlier with chuck and it was i suppose around 24 degrees it was partly cloudy out walked in here and it was 82 degrees and man it felt good
1: It was hard to leave, wasn't it?
0: It it, it was a shock to leave again (laughs) into that brisk wind.
1: Yeah, and it's so nice and humid in here too, you know, so your skin just sucks it up because it feels good.
0: Uh, For more on Farm Beginnings, see www.farmbeginnings.org. That's www.farmbeginnings.org org. You can also call three two zero two six nine two one zero five or five zero seven five two three 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 six six. That's three two zero two six nine two one zero five or five zero seven five two three 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 six six. Send your comments and suggestions about this podcast to me, Brian Devore at at You can also call me at six one two. Seven two nine six two nine four. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician who provided Ear to the Grounds theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member or would like to support us, go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening.